0: Strawhut Media. We didn't realize that we had the same acting manager, and so I go to this audition, and um, he walks into the room, and I'm like just mesmerized by his beauty. And I was like, oh. I didn't think he was into guys. I, I he just was so beautiful. I was like, you know, it would that would be a miracle if like he would ever consider me.
1: Valentine's Day is fast approaching, which means your local grocery store is overrun with red rose flower arrangements, heart-shaped boxes of chocolates, and a variety of fluffy pink stuffed animals. It also means your Instagram feed is filled with couples posting photos awkwardly kissing, candlelit dinners for two, and an unbelievable number of coordinated monochromatic outfits in a wide range of ruby hues. We kid. You won't find a Valentine's Day cynic here. Oh no, not on Pride. We embrace the season of love, which is why we wanted to bring you a real modern day love story of two men you may think you know from their viral TikToks or clever YouTube videos. But we have a feeling they might surprise you. Today we're chatting with social media power couple, Nikki Champa and Pierre Boo, who have the ability to make their millions of followers swoon collectively and just might make you believe that real love is in the air, or in this case, online.
0: Hey guys! Hey! We're gonna play a game of our first first couple
1: edition. <laughs> <laughs> While these two lovebirds may seem to have it all, being a same-sex couple in the public eye comes with its challenges. Today, Nikki and Pierre share with us their love story, their highs and lows, and how they navigate the pressure of being perfect online.
0: Hey, I'm Nikki, and I'm Pierre, and this is Pride. Pride.
1: So, where did you guys meet? So we met at
0: a movie audition, and um, it's funny this story, we tell it so many times, um, but it's a pretty funny story.
1: Nikki and Pierre were two aspiring actors who followed their dreams and moved to, you guessed it, Los Angeles, California. For Nikki, the move meant a long plane ride from New York to the West Coast. But for Pierre, who was born and raised in Paris, France, the movement facing the shocking reality of being an immigrant in America.
2: I used to watch old movies of uh, Hollywood stars with my grandmother. I was a big fan of Hollywood stars. And um, that was always a dream for me to come to Los Angeles because of those memories that I had with my grandmother. And also uh, because I wanted to be an actor and I studied acting, dancing and art in Paris. And uh, I came here just, I jumped into it without knowing where I was going, without knowing where I was going to stay or what I was going to do. I was very young, so I had no idea about the whole immigration process or anything. And I just decided
1: to move uh, to LA. With a visitor visa tucked away in his carry-on, Pierre moved into a hostel in the U.S. When he told his peers of his plans to stay in the States, they broke the news to him about the logistics of moving to America. I thought you could
2: just come here and stay. I didn't, I didn't know you needed a visa for that or anything. <laughs> and they are like, no, 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 it doesn't happen like that. That's a beautiful way of thinking, but it's not happening That's like not that. It's not like that. <laughs> and uh, I sat in a hostel for the, first days and actually I said to the hostel for six months but like the, the three first days I decided to stay at a hostel and uh, and then little by little I, I decided to stay and I figure out ways to stay and uh, and I met this beautiful young man <laughs> on my long journey long journey
1: <laughs> in 2017. Nikki and Pierre were both sitting in a waiting room preparing for an audition that would hopefully be their ticket into Hollywood. But what neither of them expected was to find love.
0: So I texted my manager and I was like, this beautiful guy walked into the room and I don't, do you know anything about him? So he's like, send me a picture of him. So I like kind of snuck a picture, like right, like kind of in between my legs. Like, that sounds weird, like over my knee, like. Like, and it caught my boot in it, which would come to be, like, how he knew it was me. Yeah. And uh, so I sent him the picture, my manager, and then I didn't hear anything back. (laughs) It was, like, I was texting him, and, like, the three dots showed up, and then they went away. (laughs) And then I heard someone's phone go off in the room. My phone. And I look over, and he's looking at his phone. And when I got the picture. And then my manager, our manager, texted me and was like, he's my client, Pierre. Like, I just sent him the picture. Go talk to him. And I was like, oh, my God. I was so embarrassed and just, I wanted to die. And then like, also like the pre audition nerves, I was like, just kill me. This is like too much for me to handle. So I kind of like hid in my, in my, in my lines. And then, uh, and then I see him get up and he came over to me. He had to say hi. Yeah. I was like, so, cause my version of
2: this story is the same. It's just, I also saw him on the corner when I first got in, but he was very much into his phone. He was just looking at his phone and I got that that picture and I recognized, oh my God, it's the boot of this guy that I think is the same boot. Is it this guy? But I was surprised because he did not look at me once or I think you're shy, right? You were a bit shy. So I I thought he was shy and I was like, well, let me just make the first step and go say hi, because if you have only one life, it would be stupid to (laughs) let this, you know. And the rest Slip is history.
1: Up. Yes. <laughs> what movie was this? Can you say what it was that you were auditioning for? It was
0: like not everybody asked this. It was like kind of just a dumb, like indie, I don't even know. And the, what's funny is like no like we both auditioned and I got all the way to the end of the movie and then it got cancelled. Like the, the movie just like lost funding or something. Mm-hmm. And um and then but like we got each other. And yeah. so that was like the best. It was a little So that weird. was the outcome. Yeah, that was the the, that was the purpose. I think
1: so, yeah. Adorable, right? That movie may have gotten canceled, but the way these two found each other should be a movie on its own. Since the two met in 2017, Nikki and Pierre have documented their love story online through short 30-second videos posted to their TikTok accounts. From silly pranks to skits highlighting their cultural differences, the stars have a way of pulling on their audience's heartstrings. But navigating the world of social media through a consumer's perspective is difficult. Separating what is honest from what is staged has become more challenging as these social platforms grow and expand. How much of this picture perfect romance is authentic?
0: I would say all the like funny shit and stuff that we do is like, or like the things that we've kind of Used in TikTok format as like things that we discovered together. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, it's like formulated formulated into a TikTok uh, uh, way, like Mm -hmm. you know, you have and it's played up for comedic value. But like a lot of like funny shit happens to us, and we also have very beautiful moments that were like this feels not real. It's so nice and great, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and yeah, it's it's really nice. I think the turning point that we're in now and what we're trying to focus on with YouTube is to kind of move past the 15 second, 25 second beautiful glimpses or hilarious glimpses and show like really real moments and like Mm -hmm. show that like our relationship is not butterflies and roses 24 seven, like relationships take work and we put a lot of work into ours. I mean, we spend literally 24 seven together and that's not easy. And then on top of it, the social media, it's, it's another layer of like, toxicity that we have to 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 navigate through and help each other through mm-hmm. yes i would say um we also have to entertain
2: right and we have a very short time to entertain on TikTok. but what we usually do is that uh, we inspire ourselves from our own personalities that sometimes we have to multiply you know by three or four yeah maybe ten i don't know <laughs> but like we just like we just take it in a way that is entertaining but everything that we do, yes, is definitely based on the reality yeah. of the happiness that we have to be together so many times.
1: What you don't get to see in a TikTok relationship are the arguments that occur off camera. Because let's be honest, all relationships have them. These
2: are so personal that it would be hard to take a camera and then just like yeah. try to record that because we would shut off right away. Um, but we're working it, on it. But we're working on yeah. it on a more longer format kind of video. Yeah. Because we would need at that moment somebody to film for us so we can stay focused on our feelings and on the conversation we're having. Yeah. Because that would be a bit hard to just share that on TikTok.
1: Yes. 100%. Mm-hmm. Needless to say, there's a lot about Nikki and Pierre the world doesn't get to see, like how energized Pierre is in the morning.
2: I mean, when I, I wake up next to Nicholas, he has to tame me down because I'm kind of, in the morning I'm a very happy person, so I'm very like lovey-dovey <laughs> and obnoxious. I'm that kind of person that loves that way, so it's definitely real. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's easy to forget when you're consuming hours worth of content from a creator that this is only a small window into their life. But internet trolls love to pretend they know everything about anything.
2: Uh, we get a lot
1: of comparison
2: between the two of us. Yeah. So whoever is the better one, whoever is the prettiest
0: one, whoever is the that is already very toxic. Or who's who's better for each other, right? Who's better for like, each oh, other? Oh, doesn't deserve Nick, or Nick doesn't deserve. Pierre. like that shit bothers me. Yes. Yeah.
1: Most of the time, the couple can push the toxic comments aside and move on. But every once in a while, someone will say something that will strike a nerve.
0: I think what really tends to be a a point of conflict between us is like when those comments or uh, attacks or trolls kind of touch on something personal that you're struggling with or i'm struggling with that i've had traumatic experiences in the past based on sometimes we joke and they're like they really know how to get at us you know like how to like hit those points of like really the oh you found the sweet spot it is it's the comments that matches or that
2: uh go parallel with your inner dialogue or of, of we your call inner it? judgments of yourself then that's when it hits hard because then you know you you think automatically so i was right I'm, am i yeah. i am actually uh acting like a baby or like i am not acting the way i should act at my age and uh, and it's hard already to tame those voices inside of ourselves So when we receive it from the outside world, it's even harder to do that work on ourselves, you know? We call it the nervous
1: narrative.
0: Yes, the nervous narrative. We We said, don't lean into the nervous
1: narrative. Sharing your relationship with the public comes with many side effects. Sharing your same-sex relationship with the public comes with even more side effects, but Pierre and Nikki say they are determined to create a loving environment where other queer kids can feel like they're not so alone.
0: I have saw a lot of LGBTQ love stories being so traumatic and sad and like have a really deep struggle and so when we kind of were given and built this this platform I think it's both of our mission to not necessarily lean into that. Like it happens and we talk about it, but I feel like we really wanna portray like, and cause most of the time it is this for us, like that you can find happiness in an LGBTQ relationship. Like you can have that, that dream that the media and the world portrays for straight people. You know what I mean? So I feel like that's something we constantly are like, you know, this situation sucks. And yes, we have a responsibility to share that we are struggling at times. With our mental health or whatever it is, you know? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it's also really important to not lean into that too much because that's also not who we are as people. Like, we like to lean into the hope and the positivity and, yes, you know, and like exactly. really portray that because mm-hmm. that's really important for us. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and I think it's also really important to show that to the kids that follow us because there's a lot of kids that you can get through
2: this. It's just work, you know? Yes. But, at the end of the day, I have to say, I'm very, very happy that we actually got that exposure because of the happy moments. yeah, this is good because that would be bad if it was always about the bad moments, yeah, because then we would make not the image that we wanted for our community yeah. and and what we want to inspire youngsters out there to to, you know, be themselves without fear.
1: It's not about being the best gay couple on the internet. Nikki says he prefers to not label his relationship. The truth is, for me, I've never felt gay enough and I've never felt
0: straight enough and I've never felt, because I've, I've, I've had a long-term relationship with a girl before Pierre. I never, I just, I felt like I never belonged to something. I never felt like anything really, like, grabbed me other than just being myself, you know, and without having to define it. And so for me personally, That's like my truth. Like, that's what I, that's me, you know? I 100% understand that for a lot of people, having that identity as being gay or having that label or whatever makes them feel empowered and part of something. And I respect that and I love that. I just think that going forward in life, I think that at one point, we're all going to have these labels and names. And the reality is, is we just want to be loved and we want to have love and we want to be accepted for who we love and accepted for who we are. And I think that's just the most important thing.
1: When we come back, the misconceptions of queer relationships, and a little trouble on the ski slopes. If you're familiar with Nikki and Pierre's content, you know they're always running around and making each other laugh. Their lighthearted content can make even the darkest day seem just a little brighter as I, we were doing research on just all of, a lot of videos and, and things that you've done that have done really well. And I found that your, um, I think the concept is called Guess That Fart. If you don't mind just kind of describing this this uh, content formula as you put it, and uh, who came up with that and <laughs> does uh, it work? We're, if we're gonna be like completely honest, like we,
0: I think it's the French, I don't know. They're like, and I'm Italian, I feel like we always, I don't know, we just, we, it's just a free-for-all sometimes, and so I think we were like, well, well we've
2: been together for four years, almost so five years, almost yeah. five years, it's like, that would be very unhealthy if we had to hold our force for that long, yeah <laughs> <laughs> so it
0: so, it, it's, 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 it's gotta, I mean, it's gonna get out there, like, it's funny, like, we talk to our managers sometimes, like, whenever we're, like, on a project or stuff, like, like, for example, we were shooting something at our house, and we kept running upstairs to our bedroom, and like, I was like, here, she's thinking we're doing something like sketchy in the bathroom. And I'm like, no, we're just going to fart, sorry.
1: Basically, they started pulling out their phone when they had to fart, but not before they asked their partner, what kind of fart is it going to be?
2: It was something that was going on on TikTok. Yeah. And we were like, I think that's,
1: that's, that's our something
2: that that we would do. you
1: <laughs> In your relationship, you've been together four years. Did you, at some point there's like the first fart. Who was it? And it was pure, it was pure. <laughs> it was me, it was Pierre. I think. Was it, it was... awkward, like? No. no
0: it, so, Oscar uh, <laughs> my is in the new share yours. Okay. So, I was like one of the first nights of, I was sleeping at his apartment. And the first time he walked out and I was like, where are you going? He's like, oh, I had to fart. I was like, okay. And then the second time, I think it was like that night, you just farted on me when we were like spooning. <laughs> <And I>
2: was <laughs> I
0: like, it was when we were spinning. Yeah. And I was like, all right, like we're on that level now. It's like, <laughs>
1: it's, like it's like
0: three weeks in and we're on that level. So I don't like... mind. I, I thought it was cute.
1: <laughs> so then, okay, on the same note, then with the first fart, who was the first one to say, I love you?
0: Pierre. Pierre, but a long time uh, into it. I wanted to say I love you since like the first weekend, but I knew with him, the way he was pacing things out, I was like, I'm not, I like definitely had this conversation with myself where I was like, I cannot say it first. I have to let him come to me because he's getting out of like a serious relationship prior to me and he's had many heartbreaks. And I was like, I just don't wanna, he's gotta, and he said very, Bluntly, he's like, I have to learn your, I have to earn, you have to earn my trust. Like, I need time with you. I need years. I need months. I need time with you just to know that, I say you that? that. No, but you did. <laughs> but I mean, but, truthfully, I respected it because I, I didn't
1: say it. You know, Pierre was recovering from a long line of heartbreak and didn't think he was ready to launch into a relationship. But then he met Nikki. So when
2: I, I came to meet Nicholas. I was not ready for it. I was I was still hurting, yeah. I was still healing myself. And I did have no idea at that point if I actually could heal. And honestly, I was at that point, I do not, I, I give up. I give up. I will just, you know, have my um, sneaky healings. That's how they say, <laughs> sneaky healings on the side. And that's it, I will just do that. But Nicholas, through his vision of seeing love, And through his way, because he was 21 when I met him, his way of seeing and fantasizing about love, it kind of made me remember how I would fantasize about it too. And it kind of touched me in a way, you know, Mm -hmm. so I feel like he kind of took my hand into this and although he had to. Pull very hard on me to to get to his point. I eventually got to that point, and
0: I actually was like, "Let's do it. Let's yeah. try it.
1: You know, let's do it again."
0: So I waited six months, and he told me, "I love you."
1: But you were ready, like when you were taking the oh, photo yeah. of the I boot, it, like, you were ready out. at that point.
0: Yeah, like it slipped out. I think at some point something where I was like, "Love you," and I'm like, oh, no, no, no. "You know, I'm sorry." Um, but uh, yeah, he took we. So I took him to my mom's house for the first time uh, in the summer of like 2017 and uh we were sleeping in her bed because she was sleeping in the guest room because she had a bigger bed and uh he told me i'd love you in my mom's bed so i thought that was hilarious
1: i'm sure if she's listening she's like that's kind of cute <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> though nikki and pierre feel the support from their millions of followers every day they get a lot of pushback from older generations regarding their relationship
0: I think we've all been conditioned a little bit that we're somehow disadvantaged for being LGBTQ. Like there's a disadvantage. You're not gonna have a real love story. You're not gonna have kids. I mean, the the truth is is like when I came out to my mom, like that was the first thing she said to me was like, oh, I'm I'm nervous. I'm so worried about your happiness and you're not gonna find love and you're not gonna have kids. And like, even I had family members saying to me like, how are you gonna uh, appeal to teen girls and for, if you want to be an actor, like how are you going to appeal to these demographics when they know you're sleeping with a man? Well, what's funny now is most of our demographic is women and teen girls. It's just, you know, I think what we've been conditioned into believing is that we're going to fail, that our relationships are not going to work, that there is no love story for us. And I think that's what pushed both of us to be like, fuck that, like we can make that happen. You know, let's do it. Let's, let's, let's try at least, you know? Mm-hmm. And again, stop putting
2: us in, Cases and boxes, yeah. I'm sure that there's many, many people out there that could live their true and real life and if they were just being more flexible with ourselves, get yeah. out of the boxes and and be in a world where, where it's
1: celebrated, yeah. you know. Remember earlier when we spoke about the occasional arguments Nikki and Pierre get into? Sometimes the anger you feel in the moment makes everything more tense and a bad situation can get worse. Like when Nikki took Pierre skiing in Colorado.
0: So I grew up going to Bell, Colorado skiing. Uh, I grew up skiing, like I'm good at it. It's like kind of second nature. Um, I can stop skiing and just pick it up. I, I learned skiing very, very young and I don't remember the process of learning skiing. I just know that I can ski. So just keep that in the back of the, the the thought of your everybody's head when I'm telling this story. So <laughs> we get our skis and we go skiing and it started off really good. Like I took him to the bunny bunny hill just to get him like he's yeah. never skied before. And he was really good. Like he was he was, he was really catching good, along like really well. And it was were so you doing
1: cool. your like pizza, french fries, pizza, french fries. Yes. <laughs>
0: yes. And pizza, he was even making french. turns wow. like the he was doing was really hard. good.
1: But then it took a turn for the worse when they ventured up the gondola and started exploring some actual snowy terrain.
0: <laughs> I learned a lot that trip and that argument. Like we have a lot of constructive arguments, and so I selfishly was not prioritizing you. I was just wanting to ski, and I uh, that was my mistake, and I take ownership of it. So I really wanted to selfishly get started in skiing. You know, yeah. I haven't been skiing in so long, and it was like always a dream to bring like my you know my love to <clears throat> my childhood. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. we start and there was moments where like oh okay the green circle which is supposed to be the easiest looks a bit scary it's intimidating and it was terrifying so I, terrifying. so he crashes into the side no so i can't stop
2: and those things the the nice easy runways that he's talking Catwalks. about is that what he doesn't say is that on the other side it's the end of the hill if like if you fall from that <laughs> catwalk you fall you die <laughs> Can you imagine the stress? So I cannot. I cannot stop. The stress of
1: dying. It stress be bad. Of dying. And so I can't stop. Thing <laughs> without breaks. Then Pierre took a tumble, and he was not a fan of how Nikki reacted.
2: And the only thing I see when I wake up from my fall is my boyfriend laughing at me. (laughs) Me, I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) And
0: him being like... (laughs) It was fucking funny, though. It was like, he fell in a... It was like... Because, like, when you fall skiing, there's a thing called, like, a yard. It's the worst.
1: It's the worst, but it's also
0: funny, you know? Your skis get out. Yes, because
1: people who are good at skiing don't fall.
0: I know, they don't fall. I'm sorry. I sound like the asshole. I'm so sorry. it's always very, very hard
2: (laughs) to stand up. And then... At that point, I'm like, "Why did you laugh? This is not what I expect you. um, That's not what I expect from you. I'm expecting, you know, (laughs) like like reassuring me, supporting me, popping me up." And so I get a bit mad at this point, but I'm like, "Okay, let's keep going." And at this point, I fall again, and now I'm already exhausted. Now I cannot get up. (laughs) I cannot get up anymore. And after like three, four times I fell, I can't get up. So I decided to take off my ski, a good time forever. And I decide to walk down the hill.
1: They were not very close to the bottom at all. So Nikki tried to help Pierre get down the hill by taking a snowmobile. Well, that didn't go very well either.
2: There's nothing more frustrating that when you you're trying not to be humiliated, and you're trying to be like, okay, I'm gonna try. Later. I might get on the mobile thing, but maybe later. <laughs> and it's just when we force you, it's like it's like we force you to do something. You know, it's like we take you for we take you away from your from your mission. I don't know. It's like uh, I hear you. I don't know. But
1: it was coming from a good place. They did get to the bottom of the mountain by a snowmobile, and everything was resolved through open communication, and of course. Tacos. It's just, you know, it's just
2: conflicts. It's so- the things that in the conflicts, you cannot resolve it right away. It's not like you can do this and then your feelings are gonna go away. <laughs> you just need time. And we took time, we ate something that helps too. Tacos. Yeah, tacos. tacos are oh, not- tacos
1: are always good. Yeah, yeah they're good. So, I think my last question for both of you. Yes. One is, um, and you can both answer separately, but mm-hmm. what do you love most about the other? Mm-hmm. And if there's one critically important thing that you've learned from that person, from him to either of you, um, what is the most important thing that he's taught you?
2: So, for Nicholas, what I love the most about him is that he's the person that cared the most ever about me that I've ever met, this is literally the truth, is that he was from the get-go willing to be so open to a relationship, open to the love story, open to everything's possible. He takes my hand and tells me, this is possible. You can do it. I believe in you. You can do this. You can do that. has been the most supportive person I've ever met. I mean, it might sound cheesy, but it's just like the most, the best thing that happened to me so far. For the thread of his personality that I like the most, it's his enthu- enthusiasm. 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 It's his enthusiasm for life. It's um, it's a breath of fresh air for me, and especially at the place I was. It was, and it still is a breath of fresh air every day in my life. This mm-hmm. enthusiasm. That's
1: yes. That's true. <laughs> Pierre's gonna make you cry when it is time to do some vows or something. It's gonna be bad. I know, I know, I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: that's true. Okay, that's
0: that's really. Oh,
1: that was sweet. That's actually like, you're so
0: sweet. Um, for Pierre, um, I met Pierre very young, very immature, and still am in so many ways. Um, what? I love about him the most is that one is that he has a sweetness about him and an ability to see life in a way that I've never met anybody who could see life this way. Just a genuine sweetness that is so pure and like so hard to create and to like, it's just embedded in his, like he will pick up a spider that's crawling around the house and move it outside so it doesn't get stepped on. Like just one of the sweetest, most genuine people I've ever met. And that sweetness helped me become a sweeter person and carried over into me who I was somebody and still am working on it. But when I met him, I was filled with, you know, kind of anger and resentment. And like, I wanted to prove people wrong. And, you know, I was coming from a childhood that was not necessarily easy. And he, you know, like he says I did to him he did the same for me. He took my hand and he basically said I'm going to help you work through all of this and find your inner inner younger boy and find that, you know, that those that's that, that sweetness in you and he really never gave up on that and he still doesn't and he's just so patient. And um, I'm just so genuinely lucky to have somebody that is willing to not, you know, give up on me, who I know at times can be extremely difficult and extremely annoying and just he I'm just insanely lucky to have to have you. Own. Thank you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um sorry, now I'm gonna cry. Um and what I learned from him the most is that um uh what I most valuable thing that I've learned is just his patience. You know, this guy's been through so much fucking shit in his life and to have the patience to kind of carry on and to be this sweet person is just like, it's incredible. It's just unworldly, unworldly.
1: Nikki and Pierre continue to grow as a couple and as social media influencers every day. You can find their separate and combined accounts on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. Oh, and if you're looking for a Valentine's Day gift, it might be a little late, but the couple has merch for sale online.
2: What we did is something that we usually wear a lot which is something very comfortable, comfortable. We're and sweats all the times and we thought that would be a good um, place to start is something that is authentic to us and that we really wear every day and that is a place of comfort for us so we made some very cute sportswear and um, little hat a little bucket hat a little um, baseball hat yeah and yeah we're very excited
0: about that it's our first uh, time trying merch yeah, it's just the beginning. We really want to dive into bigger things, but we just, like you said, it, we felt it was kind of a no-brainer to just start with kind of active wear, chill wear, and then branch out from there. Yeah, um, but it's awesome to see the support of our uh, followers yeah. and
2: to, you know, yeah. buy um, the things that makes yeah. us happy. It's awesome.
1: Their line includes hats, hoodies, and t-shirts. They're all available for purchase at NikkiAndPierre.com. is a production of straw hut media if you like the show leave us a rating and review on apple podcasts spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts then follow us on instagram facebook and tiktok at pride and tune in weekly for more be sure to share this episode with your friends and subscribe for more stories from amazing queer people If you'd like to connect with me, you can follow me everywhere at Levi Chambers. Pride is produced by me, Levi Chambers, Nagy Bowles, Ryan Tillotson, Caitlin McDaniel, and Brandon Marlowe. Edited by Silvana Alcala and Daniel Ferreira. Sound mixing by Silvana Alcala.
2: I'm not always looking for something stable, and it was very hard for me to. Um, he just did a touch screen. It's, la- did touch it's screen a laptop. laptop here. <laughs> computer. <laughs> you okay. see all these things? Is this like? I'm he literally just went that. like this
0: to the laptop. Like it was like he could slide um, it out of the way. I always do that. I'm always trying to <laughs> slide things. See the aliveness. <laughs> the is real. Uh, like this is where we get it. I'm like. <laughs>